Chapter Eleven of Flash Evans, Cameron Newshawk by Frank Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Eleven, High Water. Bailey Brooks arose to greet the newcomer. As he turned to introduce Flash, Captain Johns forestalled him by saying, in a curt voice, "We have met before, I believe." At the Columbia Hospital, recalled Flash. The captain seated himself on the opposite side of the table, regarding the cameraman with a cold scrutiny which was not easy to interpret. Assuming that he was an intruder at a private business conference, Flash offered an apology and started to leave. No, don't go. Captain Johns waved him back into his chair. Finish your dinner. Why did you fail to keep your promise to Major Hartgrove? Flash now understood the reason behind the officer's coolness major hartgrove had reported his failure to give up the requested pictures i made no promise he replied it was understood that you would bring the pictures to the hospital without delay the major may have understood it in that way replied flash evenly but i work for the newsview company not the united states army captain john's lips twisted in a faint suggestion of a smile yet his voice had an edge to it as he asked you still have those pictures i have what is your reason for withholding them no reason flash admitted cheerfully as a matter of fact i went back to the hospital yesterday after i had them printed the major was gone you went back after you had looked at them yourself quite right sir i wanted to see what i was giving away just protecting my paper you know yes i know responded captain johns dryly you may be interested to learn that major hartgrove has been removed to the army hospital at melveridge field doing well i hope he will be dismissed tomorrow or the day following now about those pictures where are they now in my room at the hotel may i see them i'll be glad to show them to you captain replied flash grinning but i don't think you'll find them of any aid in running down the man who struck the major let me be the judge of that now as i recall major hartgrove said you were the first person to reach him after the train wreck hardly the first sir as i approached the car i saw someone slipping away into the dark it may have been the man who robbed him you're mistaken major hartgrove was not robbed i understood otherwise an attempt was made to take major hartgrove's wallet the man did not succeed flash accepted the explanation without comment he was rather inclined to believe that the major had not been robbed however it seemed unreasonable that the army men would be making such strenuous efforts to apprehend an ordinary thief obviously major hartgrove had carried military papers or something of far greater value than money ignoring bailey brooks for the moment captain johns asked flash a number of questions about his actions following the train wreck cleverly but without success he tried to make the cameraman contradict himself at last he seemed satisfied the young man was telling the truth and turned his attention once more to the parachute jumper after the meal had ended captain johns volunteered to go with flash to his room the three walked together to the clarenda hotel george doyle looked up in surprise as flash pushed open the bedroom door he rose quickly to his feet 
you remember bailey brooks said flash and this is captain ernest johns doyle was impressed by the caller he lost his customary indifference and put himself out to be agreeable but the captain paid him scant attention i have only a few minutes he said impatiently may i see the pictures now please flash found the envelope in his luggage doyle sat watching him curiously as he sorted through the prints i have only one which will interest you he said to the captain it isn't much good the army man examined the picture carefully and returned it to the stack you are right he admitted regretfully for our purposes it is valueless methodically he thumbed through the other prints now here is an excellent one a snap i took at the races too bad the wreck picture didn't come out the same way conditions were against me bailey brooks had crossed the room as captain johns dropped the prints carelessly on the table he picked them up and glanced through the stack the army officer turned to leave but doyle stepped forward neatly blocking his way say captain he began flash and i are with newsview you know what are the picture possibilities out at melveridge there are none mr doyle oh come now i know it's hard to get in there these days but it can be done with pole how about giving us a permit i regret i am not in a position to grant such a favor the captain returned stiffly good evening accompanied by bailey brooks he went away as soon as the footsteps receded doyle turned angrily to flash you might have said something instead of standing there like a clam here the captain is a good friend of yours he could have passed us into melveridge field the captain isn't a friend of mine then why did you bring him here you must have observed for yourself doyle to look at those pictures the technician picked up the stack and glanced through the prints what's all this about anyway he demanded why would the captain be interested flash made an evasive answer which only irritated doyle further despite the technician's displeasure he had no intention of taking him into his confidence i'm tired he said shortly let's go to bed it was dark in the hotel room when flash awakened to hear the telephone ringing struggling out of sleep he reached to roll up the window shade a few carts were creaking by on the street below the sky was barely light the telephone rang again answer it will you growled doyle all right flash took the receiver from its hook he was informed by the hotel operator that long distance was calling as he relayed the message to doyle the latter leapt from bed and seized the instrument that must be clues doyle talked for several minutes and then hung up the receiver get dressed he said curtly we are clearing out of here and we haven't much time what's up we move again clues says to let the melveridge pictures slide arrangements can't be made with the authorities a new assignment yeah not a bad one either we're to cover an international polo match at excelsior city we ought to be there not later than twelve thirty flash looked at his watch and whistled it's nearly six now excelsior city must be at least three hundred miles from here nearly three twenty it means fast stepping quickly they dressed and crammed their clothing into suitcases there was no time for breakfast a clock on the street chimed six thirty as they pulled out of the drowsing city 
a fog hung low over the valley before the sound truck had covered many miles a fine steady rain began to fall strangely doyle offered no complaint about either the weather or the early morning call to duty flash stole a curious glance at him the technician's face was animated and he whistled a cheerful tune this assignment seems to please you doyle it could be a lot worse what teams are playing you haven't told me anything about the setup an american team against one from india headed by raja mitra know anything about polo i've seen a few games herbert rascomb will be playing on the american team rascomb he's one of the best players in the country i never even heard of him until a few days ago rascomb doesn't like publicity he goes into a rage if his picture is taken the boys humor him and he returns the favor by showing them a good time at his lodge buys them off nothing of the sort it's only to show his appreciation we could do with a day in the north woods eh flash avoided answering the question instead he inquired why is rascomb so against publicity opposed doyle shrugged as he steered the sound truck into a filling station no he's just that way but they tell me rascomb is a fine fellow an attendant filled the gasoline tank checked the oil and replenished the water in the radiator as doyle paid him he volunteered road information aiming to take us forty nine out of here that's right answered doyle how is the road to excelsior city the road's in good condition but if you want to be on the safe side you'd better take highway twenty three we've had some hot rains around here the coon river is over its banks and there's a bad bridge about six miles beyond town then the road is closed they were keeping it open an hour ago a radio report said it would be closed if the water came any higher doyle and flash studied a map highway twenty three was graveled and at least fourteen miles out of their way we'll keep on forty nine and take a chance doyle decided the decision satisfied flash for it had occurred to him that possibly they might have an opportunity to take interesting flood pictures two miles beyond the town limits they began to see evidence of high water ditches on either side of the road ran with it in several low places tiny rivers blocked their way the water was not deep and they rode through it without mishap they picked up speed on a long stretch of clear pavement ahead they could see the bridge a long wooden affair of ancient design a flimsy makeshift barrier of boards had been raised across the entrance way lows muttered doyle in disgust we'll never get to excelsior city by game time now he slammed on the brakes and brought the truck to a standstill not far from the bridge thrusting his head out the window he called to one of the guards how about letting us through we're newsreel cameramen and in a big hurry the bridge is unsafe the man answered it's apt to go out any time now flash leapt from the truck and went to look at the bridge he saw for himself that much of the underpinning had washed away the weight of an automobile even higher water would be almost certain to shift it from its position water still rising he questioned a guard coming up fast brother three inches in the last twenty minutes another half hour and this road may be completely covered flash ran back to the truck 
doyle had turned it around and was impatiently waiting jump in he commanded we're going to be late getting to excelsior city now that we have to backtrack listen doyle flash was excited while we're breaking our necks trying to reach there we'll be passing up better pictures what do you mean better pictures the bridge is going out any time maybe doyle retorted but we're not waiting here several hours on a slim chance like that our assignment is to shoot the polo match flash gazed steadily at the technician sorry to disagree we're staying right here say who do you think you are doyle drawled insolently i'm not taking orders from any fresh kid i've taken plenty of orders from you but not any more i'm washed up through oh so you're through eh well quit any time you like i'm not quitting flash corrected just letting you know that from now on i'm not your man friday mr clews gave me to understand i was to use my own judgment about picture values your part is to record the sound effects doyle stared at flash spots of bright color tinted his top cheeks with an effort he kept his voice under control all right evans you'll take full responsibility for this i expect to flash retorted grimly now help me get my stuff up on the roof that bridge won't last many minutes End of chapter eleven